You are listening to Between Two Consultants, Logic 2020's original business and technology podcast. I'm Nick Kelly. And I'm Ethan Silvers. We're two consultants who talk to super smart people about the latest trends in technology and business. Today, we're talking about process improvement. Ethan, I know it's something close to your heart. What is process improvement? Yeah, and before we talk about uh, process improvement, this is a big mark for us. This is our bicentennial episode number 200. So thank you all so much for joining. Process Process improvement is near and dear to my heart. It's what started me out in consulting, and I've, I've stayed close to it since then and done dozens of process improvement projects. What I'd like to start with, process improvement at the heart is about process mapping. You have to know how to do process mapping. When you're doing process mapping and process improvement projects, you need to start with understanding what is the goal of what you're trying to accomplish. So it doesn't have to be eliminating waste. It doesn't have to be eliminating inefficiencies. It can be things like improving the customer experience. It could actually add time to the process. Um, But a, a big piece of it is understanding what is the current state and then trying to figure out what the future state is determining things like pain points, inefficiencies, waste, different types of improvements, um, and then getting people in a room and figuring out um, uh, what's the current state and how to move to the future state. Yeah, that's uh, that's the easy part, right, Ethan? Just get the people together and get aligned. You know, some it's an interesting point you bring up, Mr. Kelly. Um, it sounds like it should be, but sometimes there is definitely a herding cats aspect to it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, to do that um, and to go through the process mapping and process improvement in general, are there any tools that are out there, anything you particularly recommend? Yeah, there's several tools and I'm not married to any of them. The two that I that are I hear most common are um, Microsoft Visio, um, easy enough to get. And then there's Lucid Charts, which I've seen a number of clients use. Um, and then there's one that I've used that I quite like. And that's Signavio. Um, I, I don't think it's quite as popular, uh, but I think it does some interesting things. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure I certainly know Visio. Um, I, I don't think I've stumbled across the other ones, but uh, yeah, good to know. Yeah. And honestly, doesn't matter so much. Some people might say you got to go with this or you got to go with that. I say don't get hung up on on that. Just just yeah. start start the process improvement. I mean, this is going to be hard to believe, Nick. I've been, you know, like I've been doing this for a while. You look at me and you probably think, oh, I've been in the business for only two or three years, but it's- Straight out of college, yeah. Yeah, straight out of college, yeah. But I've been doing it for a little while. Choose whichever one is available and get started. But yeah, you know, on this channel, we always talk about not having too much emphasis on tech. So, you know, with that in mind, what are the different theories, different approaches, methodologies that are out there? Yeah, there's several. Um, and they sort of wane and come back into popularity. Uh, There's lean, which is a way to reduce waste. There's Six Sigma, which is about reduction in errors and reducing process variation. I still find that one to be quite popular and quite useful. Then um, there's been a decision, let's, let's combine those. So there's lean Six Sigma, which is combining those and make it more around business processes there's TQM, total quality management, and that's continually detecting and eliminating production area er, uh, errors. That was quite popular in the 80s. There's Kaizen, which I quite like. Kaizen, is, and that's because it's including all workers. It's, it's really focused 
intentionally or not intentionally on change management because it's going from the bottom all the way up. Um, and so you're getting everybody into a room and really talking about things. Um, there's theories of constraints and that's that there's always a constraint and how are we going to reduce that? And then there's one that's interesting, it's agile. So it's the software development methodology, but it works really well for processes. I sort of like the concept because it's, hey, let's do sprints, let's get things fixed in a really short amount of time. And then having things fixed really makes it build on one, each other, one another. And so you get this cumulative snowball effect. And it's got the other benefit that it's high fashion these days, right? Yes, it's, it's much easier to sell within an organization of, hey, here's what we're going to be doing. The way we're going to be approaching it's agile. It's very iterative. We'll get things done quickly. Like it's, it's, you're right, it's much easier to sell. Well, talking about application and how you do it, um, how do you do it? Yeah, so I'll, I'll talk about it briefly, but as my seventh grade teacher told me, what's important is don't tell, but show. So we'll do a quick little workshop between you and me. Um, and, you know, I, I still, it's the first time I've actually used that saying from my seventh grade teacher. Um, so it's the first time since I graduated six years ago. So um, let, let's see, let's see how good we can be in, in quickly, uh, in quickly doing a, uh, a process mapping piece of work. So um, Nick, like, let's just use a simple process. What, what, what do you think could be a good one to use? I, uh, I am a fan of coffee and I, I have quite a lot of coffee every day. So yeah, that's, cool. that's great. I don't drink coffee because my body's a temple, um, but you, you can, you can do whatever you want to your <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I, that was such a trap. I walked into yeah. it. No, it's <laughs> non-caffeinated coffee and it is, um, Made made from the purest waters on earth. Oh, nice, yeah. For me, I, I, I don't do the coffee. I just drink the creamer. Um, so what we start off with are these things called swim lanes. And swim lanes are the people or the lines of business that actually um, do the work. So each of these swim lanes will become clearer and clearer. So what like what is the first step? in in um in getting the coffee who actually does it who, who are the members of your household who are involved so i suppose it starts at the the shopping because we don't get involved any time before the that process right so it's it's shopping we, I, my wife or i would more likely my wife would buy the coffee okay so this first swim lane is Who's the one who buys the coffee? My long-suffering wife, Maria. Mar well, would you, let's call her Maria. Yeah. Rather yeah. than your long as well. Yeah, it's too long. That's the only complaint about it. And, and the first thing that you do is you buy coffee. Right. Um, and when you start a process for the process mapping, that's called the terminator. And the terminator. Um, that's what that symbol is called right there. And we uh, will put in there buy coffee. And then the next swim lane, I'm guessing, is you. Okay. So now I'm going to write Nick in the next swim lane. And we're going to move that here. And now we can see that Maria and Nick are the two people who are doing this. And I like that you starred yourself. I think that makes a lot of sense. It does, yeah. 
yeah, to show the, the hierarchy in the family? Uh, yeah, let's say yes. We are, you gonna get, are you going to get in trouble for that later? Yeah. And, and then we draw an arrow, which is the next big thing. And so what happens, Nick, after Maria buys coffee? What do you do with it? Put it in the pantry. And then after you put it in the pantry, what's the next thing? I'm going to come down one morning and make coffee. Um, and then we'll draw another arrow. After you make coffee, I'm guessing, I'm, I'm not going to steal your thunder here. Uh, one of the kids will knock it out of my hand and I'll scream. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll drink what little bit is left at the bottom. Okay. Be better if it all fit nicely, but we're doing this really quickly. And so this is a really simple one. And so what we would do for a process improvement one for a, is like, OK, so where is our inefficiency? And so the answer would be, well, it being knocked out of your hand is pretty inefficient. So we'd circle that one and say, let's let's figure out, Nick, what can we do about reducing the amount of times that can be knocked out of your hand? And so then we'd brainstorm. OK, so maybe what we want to do is something that's pretty cool, like get a coffee cup that is made out of Velcro and you put on a glove that helps it attach to your hand so the kids can't knock it out of your hand. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I could get one of those, you know, like the marathon runners have like those sort of backpacks where they drink out of a straw. I could have like the coffee feed into that. Yeah, that just greatly reduces the risk of that happening. Right. Or the other thing is, you know, you could lock your kids in the bathroom while you're drinking your coffee. Yeah, uh, it all makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And then we would, so we do this again, but we do it as a future state. And then we would implement the future state with the solution that we came up with. Um, there's, and so this is a very simple one. It becomes much more um, complex. Um, and so, uh, you know, I don't want to slow us down by showing you some of the more complex ones. Um, but the, there's, you know, dozens of uh, swim lanes um, and, uh, you know, like hundreds of boxes um, to do the future state and the current state. Um, and, and, you know, that's sort of like the, the very basics of process improvement. Ethan, what I've seen, I, I think I've seen something similar to this. And I, look, I'm, I'm not the process improvement person, but would it be fair to say I might have come across this in like, like a customer care, customer service, centers, you know, those kind of areas. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's a great place to use it. Um, and they should have the current state mapped out regardless, if nothing else for training, but also just to understand what the process looks like. And then it's a great way to also understand where are the pain points, where are customers not being served in the correct way um, is, you know, the optimal thing to do in customer service. Is it to give the customer white glove treatment. Right. Um, if so, the future state will look different. Or is it, hey, we want to reduce the amount of whatever it is, and let's create a future state that targets that. So we can help them reduce coffee spills, presumably. Yeah, I mean, I think it's something on the top of all of our minds with, um, you know, kids knocking the coffee out of our hands. I know it I don't drink coffee, just creamer, as we discussed. And so my kids are knocking the creamer out of my hand all the time. Well, and, and your kids being the kids with the way they are, they probably still manage to knock coffee out of your hand, even you, even though you don't have any. You know, it's a really good point. So I fixed it by keeping the kids locked in the bathroom for most of the morning. 
Yeah, and hashtag we we don't endorse um, locking kids in rooms. So you know, just, just so we're clear, that that will satisfy legal. Um, no, that's that's nice of you to bring up. I don't subscribe to your theory, but let's keep going. <laughs> so, Ethan, we're coming near the the end of the the session. What are the trends that are going on in process improvement? Like, yeah. you know, you mentioned agile. That's fairly high fashion. What are yeah. the other trends? Yeah, so it's it's good that there are some other high fashion things within process improvement. Um, one of them is people love talking about AI. Um, and so with process mining and RPA and BPM, all of those are tending towards that. Um, and it, it's sort of using um, artificial intelligence to, to figure out what are the processes and what are ways to improve that. Process mining is a really interesting one that's picking up steam. And process mining is using the technology to understand and map for you what is the current state. Uh, downside to that is it, it really can only do if it, that process exists within um, a system or technology. RPA is it's been picking up steam for the last many years and it's continuing to pick up steam. We're seeing a lot of interest in that. And then there's BPM, um, business process management, and that's basically its own language. And the language helps you automate. So you and there's people who subscribe to this and they're very um, they're very adamant about it. This is a right way to do PPM and it's a language and that is basically doing the coding for you to improve processes. Just one or two more is the people aspect of um, process improvement. People are really starting to understand that. And then the idea that you need support from leadership. Um, and I think one of uh, the last things that I'll bring up is this is a great way to include change management to get everybody on board because you're bringing everybody into a room, getting them to talk about, hey, do we agree this is what the process is and how we're going to improve it? Oh, but I, when you mentioned BPM, it brought me back to my trance rave days beats per minute. And it was all about you know, how many how many foot moves you can knock out. Yeah. Well, what were you at? What was your top? As I was up there like Michael, Michael Flatley and like well over 100. Yes. Yeah. Mine is um, 700. So, maybe our next between two consultants could be on that. Okay, let's make it a make, let's make it a dance off, a tap off. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll bring our producer Courtney in, and and she'll really steal the thunder. What do you think, Courtney? You, you, can you do referee for that? <laughs> can I in here? Yes, I can. <laughs> All right. See you next week, guys. <laughs> Great. Thank you. So. Another episode, our 200th bicentennial between two consultants. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Looking forward to seeing you next time. You've been listening to Logic 2020's Between Two Consultants. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe so you can get each episode delivered directly to your favorite podcast app. To learn more, visit our website at logic2020.com. You can also find us, Nicholas Kelly and Ethan Silvers, on LinkedIn. So give us a follow. See you next time.